Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Let us see what the Father has for us today. Today's readings are numbers 16 through 17. Before I start my rabbit trails, I just want to offer a little note of encouragement. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're sticking with it. I know from history with this group that by this point, a lot of us are reading further in the Bible than we ever have. Most people give up after Genesis or after Exodus, certainly before Leviticus, they give up. But you are here in numbers. You're sticking with it. You're doing it. You know why? Because he called you to return to him. And you're answering that call. And so it is the Father's hand that is guiding you here. It is his steadfastness that you are modeling. And I'm proud of you. Just know that I'm proud of you today. Keep going. Because by the end of this year, you will have read this entire book. And everything in your life will have changed for the better as a result. Rabbit Trails Today, we see what happens when a group of people who have been redeemed by Yahweh decide to try to usurp His authority and essentially give up the redemption they had received. And we also get to see what happens when we get Yahweh really mad. And if anyone gasped at the thought of Him getting mad, I'm not sure where you've been the past month and a half. So let's get into Korah. First of all, we are going to mentally remove the chapter and verse numbers again and start with the last part of the previous chapter, then flow on into the first part of this one so that we can wrap our heads around the context a little better. I'm going to begin reading in Numbers 15 verses 37 and read on through to 16.3. Yahweh said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each corner. And it shall be for you a tassel to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, to do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you were inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am Yahweh. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, and Dathan, and Abraham, the sons of Eliab, and on the son of Peloth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with a number of the people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation, chosen from the assembly, well-known men. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far, for all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of Yahweh? 
So you can see why many scholars believe it was the commandment for all of Israel to wear a zitzit that set Kor to thinking that they were every bit as holy and worthy of the priesthood and leadership as Moses and Aaron, and to challenge their authority. I can certainly see that this is a plausible scenario. You'll recall yesterday that right after we finished reading about unintentional sin, intentional sin, and the man willfully disobeying Yahweh on the Sabbath, Yahweh decided that we, thick-headed as we are, needed something to help us remember to keep his commandments. And so he gave us zitzit as a memory device, or as Ricky calls them, the original What Would Jesus Do bracelet. Number 16.1. Back to Korah. Oh my mercy, this man has some nerve. Now, here's the deal. Korah was a Levite, but he was not a direct descendant of the line of Aaron, and therefore he was not allowed to be a priest, but to serve in other roles regarding the tabernacle. He was joined by Dathan and Abraham. How did they all get tangled up together? Well, they were camped together. Korah was from Kohath, and Dathan and Abraham from the tribe of Reuben. And below, you'll see a map, again, of how all the tribes were camped around the tabernacle. So they were camped by each other. They were also joined by 250 more men who were chief among their clans. Y'all, everyone wants to have the power, but few want to take the risk and do the work associated with it. They just want the sparkle. These are not the type of men that Yahweh chooses. He chooses the humble. That is his pattern, and Yahweh is a God of patterns. Many people say we cannot know him or his ways, but those people have never read this book because he gave it to us so that we can know those very things. He wants us to know him. He is calling us into relationship with him. Each day we choose how we will answer that call. Each step, each breath. We go on to see direct vocal and physical defiance of the authority of Moses. Korah specifically wanted the priesthood that belonged to Aaron. This was a direct rebellion against the authority of Yahweh. Number 16, verses 9 through 11. From reading the text, it's pretty clear that these people thought they were going up against Moses and Aaron. This is who they were rebelling against in their mind. However, their thoughts and intentions did not change reality that they were going directly against Yahweh. Number 1615. Moses' hands were truly clean, and he was able to profess as much. I don't know if y'all have ever been in a situation where someone accused you of something, be it gossip, dishonesty, etc. But let me tell you, when you walk in obedience to the Father, you'll find that if these situations ever arise in your life, the Father rushes in with your clear, irrefutable defense. Walking in His way is a protection in every way possible in our lives. You will never be able to know all the ways your life is blessed by following Him, but you'll surely find new blessings around every corner for the duration of your time in this life. In verse 16-21, notice that only Moses and Aaron heard God speak. Otherwise, the men who were assembled there would have fled. With all of these people challenging the authority Yahweh had given Moses, Moses let them know that it was Yahweh, not himself, that had put him in that position. He basically said, if y'all think I put myself here, then just wait. Something's going to happen that can only come from the hand of Yahweh to show you otherwise. And boy, did it. 
Yet again, Yahweh was going to show the people that Moses had not made himself leader, but had been appointed by Yahweh himself. Number 1633, Sheol means the grave. This is no small thing. This word is translated various ways at different times in the Bible. We will see a fuller picture as we move forward, but know that this is a very complex concept made more so by our own doing throughout the centuries. It is very important that we realize that those in rebellion were redeemed people. Yahweh had brought them out of Egypt and then redeemed them as his own. They were actually chosen to be his own priest. These were literally the set-apart from the set-apart. But they chose to rebel against him and rejected their redemption in doing so. Wow. Number 1648. I want to give you this image that stems from Aaron standing between the dead and the living, stopping the plague. Messiah stands between life and death for us. Number 17.5. How many signs does the Father have to give before the people will see that He is the one ruling them? Unfortunately, then, as it is now, always one more. Yahweh sees that the people have misdirected the credit for who is truly leading them to Moses. Now, this may seem a little okay, but here is what he's taught me personally about that. When I started reading the Bible for myself, seeing that the word didn't always line up with what I had been taught, I pretty much went through the stages of grief. At first, I was shocked, then hurt, then angry. I finally had to work past all that and realize that I had a lot of work to do because I had not taken my responsibility as a believer seriously in my lack of diligence with studying the Word of our Father. But I kept talking to him about the parts of the Bible that were openly contradicted by popular opinion and saying, Father, what do I do? I can't tell people this. They won't hear this from me. I prayed this for weeks, and one day he spoke to my heart and said, You get them to read my word, and you let me tell them. That was the answer I was looking for. A word from Christy Jordan is easily dismissed, and rightfully so. But when we read the word directly and see that it is the Father speaking to us, that's not so easily cast aside. And when it is, the person has to first face that they are dismissing the Father himself. We are not to make ourselves middlemen or train people to look to us in lieu of looking to the Bible. There is no such thing as a secondhand relationship with the Father. Our job as believers, if we are to walk in His wisdom, is to lead people directly to the source and show them how to drink for themselves. What had happened to Israel is that they were crediting Moses with their losses and wins their blessings and curses. The father saw this and took steps to make sure that the people knew if they had a problem, they didn't have a problem with Moses. They had a problem with him. A problem with Moses may start a rebellion, but once they realize who they are really dealing with, hearts change and feet back up a few steps. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. 
May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.